Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the For the Love of Balls podcast. My, my goodness, that feels good. Finally I back, know. wow. My name's Ryan, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Caden and Mason. Took the entire season off, but we're back. I was in prison. Yes. Oh, understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. I was not in prison. Couldn't bear to watch the just... Packers miss the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I was clamped up by class. To Unfortunately, say the least. run the table two did not go as expected. No, it didn't. Just, what are we? I'm, I'm about ready to go back on hiatus. This keeps going like this. <laughs> There's no reason for that. I'm done with you guys. Oh, yeah, well, Packers slander aside, there is a reason we're here today. Mm-hmm. Because we only make podcast episodes in the off season. In the late season. Well, yeah. there's also one other reason. Today's a very special day for oh, the for the we Love Balls podcast. This, yeah. Today's the the one year anniversary of our first episode. How yeah. beautiful is that? We graced the world with an outstanding take for the title of our first episode, which was called "Jimmy G is Handsome." Truly controversial. A year later, that take still holds. It's aged like fine wine. I yes, think... he's got a little more gray now, but yeah. you know he's still a pretty dude. He's like still handsome. Fox, yeah. You know, I think today, um. Maybe we named this episode Brock Purdy is Handsome. He's been playing well. Yeah, he's he's kind of cute. I don't know about handsome. Brock but Purdy is cute? I'd say sure. he's cute. Yeah. That works for me. All right, well, we can stop this uh, mysterious introduction. We're going to tell you why we're here today, and that is to talk about a couple of things, first of which being the wild card games from last week, because we like having opinions, you like hearing them, potentially. And we're going to talk about the spreads wow. for this upcoming week, who we think is going to win, our outlooks on the games, and just kind of the whole playoffs in general. All right, gentlemen, let's get this started, let's then. Let's get this started. You so, want to go back to last week first? Yeah, let's go Saturday, first game, Ryan's 49ers. We're in a battle with the Seahawks for about 30 minutes. It was a great watch. <laughs> and then they took control of the game and, you know, blew out the Seahawks. 41-23 to 23 was the final, probably, I mean, it was closer in that score, because the Seahawks scored at, like, a minute left. But Yeah, I mean... What's your thoughts on the game? What I will say is... Was I a bit pissed off at halftime? Yes. yes. But yeah. at the same time, I was not going to let myself overreact because all year the 49ers have simply just gone into halftime just about tied, pretty close to, with the other team. And then they just have won by like 20-point deficits every single time. I don't know how it keeps happening, but for some reason they seem to be quite good at second-half adjustments this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, second-half adjustment in that game seemed pretty clear. The uh, Seahawks <laughs> linebackers are horrible (laughs) and you just kept calling routes over the middle crossers slants and purdy just kept on hitting them to wide open receivers i mean it was it was was a nice day of play calling from shanahan for sure yeah Yeah. the thing i will say about that game for the 49ers moving forward that was a bit concerning is that in the first half of that game the seahawks managed to do what i have seen as the most efficient job of preventing brock purdy from being as mason calls him serviceable as fuck as they forced him to roll out to his left consistently and he threw the ball away rolling all the way like 20 yards back to the sideline a solid five six times in the first half of that game and it was difficult he came out a little shaky for sure which is all understandable considering his I mean, he's a rookie. He's yes. a seventh-round pick. It's it's fair if he looks a little shaky, I think. Does it help that after halftime those problems kind of stopped? Like, he's clearly yeah, a was, learner on the fly. I was honestly shocked. I yeah. was like, when I watched the first half of that game, I was like, oh, no. Is the fairy tale ending? Is the playoffs finally where this guy is actually going to feel the pressure? And then he went into halftime and he came out and... He looked great in the second half. He made half, plays I, I haven't seen 49ers quarterbacks make in my lifetime. So... <laughs> 
He's really good at extending the plays. He is. Yeah. He's quite athletic. It's weird just watching an improviser in the Niners system. Because yeah. they have so many playmakers. If you give them time to get open, they simply they will, get open. will get open. But you've just never seen a quarterback in this system since these weapons have arrived that can do that. They also now have Christian McCaffrey flourishing in their system. He looks great. Yeah, he's very entertaining. So yeah. He has over 1,200 total yards since joining the Niners in Week 7. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, yeah. It's 1,300. It's 1,300 yeah. now? That's wild. I mean, they gave yeah. up quite a bit to get him, but I'd say it was, a, it was worth it. He's been incredible. He's certainly taken this team to the next level on offense, I yeah. think. They score like 35 points minimum every week now. It's ridiculous. Well, we'll move from that game to the choke job of the weekend, <laughs> probably the year and maybe the last five years. Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Honestly, they do it every time. I'm not going to lie. We probably couldn't tell you about the third quarter of this game because we weren't watching. I don't think anything really happened. <laughs> no, the third quarter wasn't really much. We watched the first half and we are like, wow. That was tough. The Chargers <laughs> got four free interceptions off of Trevor Lawrence, scored 27 points, take a 27-0 lead, obviously. Yep. Looked like they were pissed off about getting such a low seed in the playoff, and they were ready to go in and do Looks some like damage. Looks like a route. Yeah. And then they stopped running the ball, stopped playing defense, and the Jaguars just slowly, methodically climbed back into the game, and before you knew it, they converted that fourth down with like a minute left. Yep. Kicked a field goal from pretty short distance, and it's another season lost for the Chargers. I think there, I've been seeing a lot of discourse about Austin Eckler not being a real running back, and these people only like him because of fantasy football. This could be true. We are not massive Eckler fans. I don't. No. I don't really think he is the type of running back that you can lean on to win a game. I also. Don't... I don't think he's one of those guys like. A McCaffrey or a, a Derrick Henry, who in the second half, if you have a little lead, you can just kind of salt away the game with. I don't think he's that. Well, is he serviceable as fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Eckler's he's... not that, but they only ran the ball like seven times in the entire second half. I don't, there's yeah. really nothing you can do there. That's an offensive coordinator problem that they've now already dealt with. They fired him the day after the game, which I thought was a pretty good move. How much blame do you guys put on Herbert for this loss? Hmm. I mean, obviously, when you just put up three points in the second half of the game, that has something to do with your offense. And as the quarterback, you have something to do with that. But also, your defense shouldn't collapse and give up. Right. That, I, I agree. He's the they also did and, uh, something that people haven't really mentioned is they did miss a field goal in the second half. If they hit they that, did. if they hit that, I mean, it's a, it's a little I mean, bit different when you than Jacksonville's score touchdown. When you see a comeback end. like that, there's a lot of what-ifs you can sit there and say. It's also very true. Yeah, Herbert, uh, he took some bad sacks. He yep. threw some incomplete passes that weren't very accurate, you know. Yep. I mean, is it his fault they lost this game, like, majorly? No, but he definitely played a part in it that people need to, like, understand. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't necessarily call label him, like, a choker or anything, but this is definitely, I mean, it's his first playoff game ever. He played all right. Um, he didn't win them the game, but... He definitely didn't help in the second if half. If you want to talk about who the mentally tough quarterback was, how about the one who threw four picks in a half and then threw four touchdowns in the yeah. second half? Yeah, yeah. Lawrence, that was a, Lawrence, was a Lawrence was unstoppable in the second half. It was yeah. awesome. It I was respect really that fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And he went and got some food after the game. He went to Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, it was really Can you funny. imagine just being a Jacksonville resident? <laughs> and you casually just leave the game, you're at Waffle House, and Trevor Lawrence comes strolling in. <laughs> that'd be awesome. After sitting through that game, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd go kiss him. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> give that you like guy. Those, you like those golden locks? Mm, I'm still iffy on his hair and 
overall aesthetic. Oh. <laughs> oh, but the, the guy's a dog. That He's hair is moving cute. on to the divisional round. <laughs> yes, we got we got a fun one loaded up next week. But for now, yeah. let's talk about our next game, which is Dolphins-Bills. The Bills looked bad. Looks scary. They like they're scaring me a little bit as a neutral fan. <laughs> who you know, yeah. As uh, the Dolphins' defense capitalized on Josh Allen just wanting to hit a deep ball every time Buffalo had the football. I, that team wants to score so fast. <laughs> Miami's defense, when Buffalo was taking what was there was horrible. I mean, they left so many underneath routes open. They left so many run plays badly covered because they were in just deep nickel defenses trying to defend those deep balls. But Allen sees a one-on-one, takes a shot, gets picked off a couple times, holds onto the ball when he got strip-sacked with a touchdown. Like, at some point... The team has caught a case of the giveaways. Every quarterback has to realize you got to take what's there. I don't... I mean, we've discussed this a little bit. i got to think that the increase in his just not as good decision making has to do with the fact that Dable is gone because he simply did not do this to the extent that he does this year last Therefore, year. Therefore, Josh Allen has 30 turnovers this year. Yeah. yeah. That's alarming. Yeah. A quarterback considered top two by some should not be having like 30 that is, turnovers. That is season. a very good year for a quarterback touchdown wise. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And he turned it over. Give me 30 touchdowns and be pretty happy with you. I mean, like, I mean, everyone makes fun of Jameis for 30 for 30. I mean, this is, how far is Josh Allen from that? I mean, there's some bumbles in there, but... I think it's time like, we, we look at Josh Allen's career in an overall context. We have a guy who was raw as shit. He came in, turned the ball over a lot. Uh, they have a great season, or he improves a lot, um, partially due to Brian Dable, clearly. Yeah. Uh, he brings up the efficiency quite a bit. That coordinator leaves and his interceptions go back to his first and second year. I'm sensing a trend with this player year that that we can most definitely tie to coaching. Okay, yeah. I think the gun may be getting jumped a little bit here, but he's he's still top five quarterback. Yeah, I don't, he's I'm just not putting it harm's I'm way. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that he is, he is still, a gunslinger. He is and people still an incredibly good now. quarterback. Yeah. I just think that is he just a little Brett Favre. Decision making is a is a bit questionable, especially yeah, he's as a modern Favre. It's, he's, he's averaging like two picks a game. It's not as good as Mahomes. The problem though. is that no. Buffalo <laughs> let this Miami team hang around. They only won the game by three points. Skylar Thompson was 18 of 45 for 200 <laughs> yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. And they won that game by three points. Yeah. That, uh, if I'm a Bills fan, I'd be, I would be a little, I'd be sweating a little bit. I mean, the defense is yeah. leaky. The defense is, I'll talk about that later in the Bills Bengals game, but the defense is. Uh, I mean, if they play the. Good. If they play a team that can really capitalize on their mistakes on offense and take advantage of the, the holes in that defense, they will lose. I mean, they let Skylar Thompson do that to them. Joe Burrow is he didn't do anything one of the him. most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. If guys are open, he will hit them. Uh, I'd say the same thing yeah. about Mahomes. <laughs> yes. I, it, I don't know. It's starting to feel unlikely for me that this Bills team can beat the Bengals and Chiefs back-to-back. I mean, that's, they that's can, insane. but they if could. they play like they did last week and have somewhat recently, they won't. I mean, no one's stopping the Bills if they get hot, but also no, they're the, a very mistake They haven't team. been hot in months. Yeah, The yeah, Bills exactly. have a quarterback that is currently very streaky, therefore they are a fairly streaky team. I point. mean, since they... Probably, since they lost that overtime game to the Vikings, they've been in a lot more close games than you'd expect from a team like this. Like yeah. 
eight points against the Browns, three against the Lions, 14 against the Patriots, eight against the Jets, three against the Dolphins last time again. Mm-hmm. The Bears game, they blew them out. That's the Bears. Yeah. And then the, the Bears wanted the first pick. The Bengals <laughs> game before the DeMar Hamlin situation, the Bengals looked like they were kind of rolling on offense. So True. we'll see next week if that's the case. I'm but, curious to see yeah. these two teams play a full game. Now let's, let's move on to the upset that shouldn't be an upset because we all saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Giants knocked the Vikings out 31-24 to behind Daniel Jones. An entertaining watch. Yeah. The I was Giants so happy. looked like a very good football team. They, they looked really, really capable on both sides. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, Daniel Jones, 24 of 35 for 300 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> while also running for 78 yards. I mean, the Vikings' defense is bad, but what is that? Isaiah Hodgins went 8 for 105 in a touchdown against their secondary. <laughs> I mean, there was a drive in that game where Daniel Jones simply just, I think, ran for like, had to have been like 5 out of their like most recent 7 plays. He, it was like comical. He would just rip off a 10-yard run, come right back, and do it again. And he did it like four times in a row. <laughs> I mean, Saquon touched the ball nine times. Like, he had that one long run for a touchdown, and then, like, nothing the rest of the game. Yeah. Their receiving, their leading receivers goes as follows. Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Saquon, Richie James, Daniel Bellinger, and Lawrence Cager. Whoever <laughs> Lawrence Cager is. That's an impressive <laughs> game from Jones. Like, True. We'll give, we can give him shit all we want in the offseason, but, like, for now, For now, job. he played well. Good job. Call yeah. it how we see it. He more, played well. More testament to Brian Dable. I agree. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's setting up easy throws to receivers that I, I mean, are consensus not incredible. Now that guy should write a book. <laughs> and then, how did we not even mention that when we were talking about the, about the Jaguars that's earlier? That's true. Yes. Doug Peterson is awesome. He writes a good <laughs> script. A, let me give him a shout here. I haven't in a long time. I'm reading that guy's book. He's a good coach. Do, do we believe that he should be coach of the year? It's either going to be, either gonna be him or I Dabble. I think he should be in the conversation for he sure. He should definitely Dabble be as well. They yeah. had the first pick, and they yeah. won a playoff game the year after. That's partially coaching. I would say quite a bit coaching, honestly. Yeah. I wish there could. I honestly wish there could be like a split, because I would give it to Brian Dabble for putting up points like this with the personnel that the Giants are yeah. working with this mm-hmm. year. People might be better. I don't know. I, I just close. read you the receiving core. Like... None of these guys yeah. outside of Saquon are relevant football players. You know, they could... <laughs> I mean, Kenny Galladay just sucks. Kenny Galladay doesn't see the field because the other guys are better somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah Hodgins is a great player. Isaiah, he honestly looks pretty good. <laughs> but he just never really got a chance in Buffalo, I think, because of how stacked their depth chart is. We'll have to see if he keeps that going. Yeah. But I'm definitely curious. On the Vikings side of things... I see a lot of people are like, you know, blaming their offense for being like dysfunctional at times. This is solely on the defense for me. We, I'm not, I'm not going to speak about the Vikings' offense. Their defense is terrible. It's, it's been a- terrible all year long, <laughs> and it's the reason I didn't think they were even going to win this game. You, what, what was the the time of possession split in this game? I'd oh, be that's curious. interesting. Let me look at that real quick. Uh, thirty three minutes for the Giants, twenty six for the Vikings. That so, sounds about right. Not even crazy. I mean. Vikings were 4 of 10 on third down, which is amazing. The Giants converted 7 out of their 13 and 2 of 2 on fourth down. So They also outgained them by 100 total yards. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Their offense didn't play amazing, but their defense played just 
horrendously. Yeah, I mean, you give up 430 yards, you're probably going to lose the football yeah. game. But good for the Giants. Good season for them. Maybe next year, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> no, not next year. Then to another case uh, of a good team playing badly against a divisional opponent with a backup quarterback. Wow, that was a lot of similarities. It is. It's just literally... Reel, just reel that one off. Bills, Dolphins, Ravens, Bengals. It's the same game. The Bengals just won it by four more points. 24-17. to 17. <laughs> This game was kind of upsetting to me as a Ravens enjoyer. Uh, it was upsetting to me as someone who thought the Bengals were hot coming into the playoffs. I mean... Let's just let's just talk it over. The Bengals won this game off the momentum flip from a 98-yard fumble return touchdown by yeah, Sam Hubbard. They should have just lost this game. Because yep. Tyler Huntley tried to jump over the line from two full yards out <laughs> oh, on a QB a sneak. goofy-ass play call. That was first and goal, I believe, as well. Yeah, that yeah. is like a last resort thing. I think you probably... if Unless you're on the one-yard line, don't don't try that. Because no. when you're jumping like that, you're just going to lose all your momentum like he did. Like, he just floated in the air in the same place for like a half second on the replay before they punched the ball out. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I think it was... Because they probably win the game if he gets that in. Well, they probably tie the game at the end if they don't waste 30 seconds in their two-minute drill huddling up. Do you remember after, that Do- was, that after was also Dobbins really reaches silly. for the first down, they huddle up and the clock goes from a minute to like 33 seconds. And it's yeah. like, that was well, you just lost the game right there. Yeah. I mean, credit to credit to Cincinnati. Like, I mean, they played well enough. Obviously, Burrow didn't do anything uh, terrible. He was under pressure all day long. That's what kind of gets me worried about the Bengals because he got their line is struggling four times. They've it had seems some key as if injuries. We have the same the same issue as last year with the Bengals. They were do yeah. They say the line was holding up, but they just lost, I believe, a guard and a tackle in the past two weeks after already losing Lyle Collins. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're missing. I think, I believe three, four starters. Yeah, now. they're gonna. Burrow's gonna have to play a little hero ball because some of those guys that were starting their line last year are now back in <laughs> since they were demoted to backups. And it is well documented their line was not good last year. It is well documented their line was not good last year. So, unfortunate time for injuries for the Ravens. We'll see what they do at quarterback this offseason. There's a lot of different ways the Ravens could go next year. Yeah, and onward to Buffalo for Cincinnati. I'm excited for that game. We can talk about it. But the last game, the Cowboys have finally conquered Tom Brady in their eighth time of trying it. <laughs> and they go in there and they just wax the Buccaneers 31-14. to The game was never close, never felt close. Yeah. Uh, How about Dak? Yeah. Should definitely highlight his some, performance. Some positive Dak discourse is needed. 305 yards, four touchdowns, plus a rushing touchdown. Yeah. He just looked in command from yeah. like the second drive on. I mean, considering about ten minutes before this game, the three of us were discussing if we think Dak Prescott is is good. Uh, this is definitely a a nice performance to get me more in the swing of yes. Yeah, I thought Dak Prescott's a nice guy. I just wanted the performance to match the personality, you know. Yeah, I want to be able to think the players playing well if I actually enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the I thing I will say here, and I don't want to sound like. I, this probably I should I shouldn't be saying this as my favorite team has to play this team next week. No, but the Buccaneers did not belong in the playoffs. No, like I mean yes, no. everyone was saying oh Tom Brady you know historically it's the playoffs he can he can make it through like yes to an extent but also we've been watching the Buccaneers quite a bit as they've been in prime time quite a lot this year they have not looked like a good football yeah this team. was not a good no. sure they had team. some game winning drives but like they looked horrid all game and Brady managed to piece together mostly check downs to drive him down the field and it's very slow game winning drive the like, reason they're not uh, a good football team. the reason I thought this was impressive though is because I mean we go back to the first game of the season 
The Cowboys offense put up three points against this Buccaneers <laughs> team. Yeah. Like the Buccaneers offense was terrible that time too, but just the, I mean the improvement from beginning of the season to end of the season for the Cowboys I think mm-hmm. is worth some yeah. commendation. But I agree with you. The Buccaneers shouldn't have sniffed the playoffs if they were no. in any other division. And they rightfully are being sent home. Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times. <laughs> That's absurd. Because the Buccaneers can't run the ball 11, 11 yards on five carries for Leonard Fournette, who should probably be an NFL free agent after this season. <laughs> that, is, that is dire. I yeah, did not realize it was um, that bad. By, there was a fake report about Byron Leftwich getting fired yesterday. I would have been fine if it was real, because I think they might have called 10 or 11 screens when they were down double yeah, digits. Yeah, I, I don't really... I'm just, I don't really like any, any part of this Bucks team anymore. I'm just poking stats from this game, but an efficient 30 yards and 13 carries for Zeke. That's, that's a pretty awesome game. <laughs> I'm, sa- I'm telling you, their offense gets better if they put him at fullback and just give him like a couple dives every game. <laughs> that guy will get into the end zone from the one-yard line. Well, he did in this game. No, that was surprising. No plunge. Thankfully. They let Dak, they let Dak air it out they to let, Dalton yeah. Schultz. Seven for 95 and that's right. two. Touchdowns. I love that. that was a legacy game for Dalton. For one of the most decent tight ends in the NFL. So decent. He's going to get $10 million a year because tight ends all suck. Now, Future Packer. I have no. seen that. that. I No. That would be awesome. What are you talking about? We're, that guy finds holes in every zone. Rodgers would yeah, hit him way everywhere. better than Tunyon. He would be a other, great player for your scheme. I don't really want him just a slightly above average tight end. You could use 10 It's not, it's not worth the money. Point, champ. It's not worth the money we'd have to pay. That's that's fair. Should we move to the divisional games? Yes, I very All much right. think so. Well, we're going to head over to Saturday, 1.30 p.m., and we've got the one-seeded Chiefs taking on the Jaguars in Kansas City. The spread is fun. Kansas City minus 8.5. I feel like that's a trap line. I don't like that line uh, at all. Yeah, sp- taking spreads against the Jaguars this year is just not a good idea for yeah. the most part. I feel like they just screw me every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'd probably take the Jags with the points, but I do think the Chiefs I mean, will win. I obviously watched the first game the Chiefs and Jags played in depth. I'll say the Jags are are, are way better than the first time we played them. Yeah. The Chiefs are also better than the first time we played the Jags. That's also They've true. gotten players back. They look like a better defense, but I think the Jags look like a much better offense. Um I'm gonna. I would take Jags in the spread plus eight and a half. I do think Kansas City wins the game, but yeah. I feel like they're probably gonna chief around a little bit in the third quarter, and uh, it'll be a one <laughs> possession game. I think it'll game. be a game probably yeah. in the second half, but I do think eventually the they'll they'll pull away. They're the better overall roster, better overall team. They're a better coach yeah, too. But Jacksonville, like I hope people respect Jacksonville after this week because they're yeah, not, they're not a good. bad team at all. Jacksonville's yeah. good. I'm gonna be fun the next few years for yeah, sure. Agreed. Or actually more than a few. It'd be years. fun to be a fan of that team right now. I think you've yeah, got I think a lot so. of positive momentum. Yeah. yeah I, I think, they, think they, even if you're a Jags fan, you get you you lose this week. Say you even get blown out. I think you still feel pretty good about your season. It's a huge turnaround from how how bad they're they were last year. Also, just the only team in that division that's trending anywhere near upward. I agree. So. True. Uh, Take what you can get. Move to the next game where the I don't really understand the line. Philly is a seven and a half point favorite over New York. I don't know why they're a less of a favorite than we and the Chiefs are, but I'm going to roll Philly minus seven and a half with no I, discussion whatsoever. Before I also this. agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Eagles lead the league in sacks against a bad Giants O line. The Eagles have two good corners against practice squad receivers, and they don't play. 
zone coverage as much as the Vikings do and just leave holes massively open in the middle of the field for Jones. They're a team that has a lot of good veteran players that's coming off a bye. Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL uh, rating-wise against cover one blitzes, which the Giants run at the highest rate in the NFL. So adjust or good luck. I mean, teams that play a lot of man are going to get carved by Hurts' legs. The Eagles carved the Giants the first time they played this year. Turn your back to them as a death wish. Or death wish. The Giants are another team, I think, you know, great future, good head coach, good GM, it seems like. Like, get excited for the offseason and get excited that you won a playoff game. I don't think you're winning, too. You're not You're not going to Philly yeah. and winning. It's not happening. It's that, unfortunate. Yeah, I think that one's pretty, pretty easy. I, I think the Eagles probably win that game by, like, 13. Yeah, yeah. something like yeah. that. I, I think that's probably fair. My favorite game of the weekend is probably Bengals-Bills the next day. Yeah, it'll be fun. 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. Buffalo minus 5.5. No. I want to I talk <laughs> more about this because, like, I was saying about the Bills' defense. Since they've lost Vaughn Miller, it just feels like they're giving up a lot more chunk yardage. And... With no Vaughn Miller, yeah, the Bills, the Bills, or the Bengals' offensive line is bad, but like Joe Burrow makes plays out of structure when they get beat, and I don't know what pass rusher the Bills really have that's going to get, uh, it's going to beat the drum consistently. I'd say he's also done a better job this year of being able to get the ball out quick when necessary. I also like, I don't know if the Bills really have the horses in the secondary to deal with Higgins and Chase and Boyd. I don't know if there are really any teams out of the horses. Exactly, in the that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. Like, the Bengals' offense is pretty, like, pretty it, awesome. It's just humming on all cylinders since they had that pretty rough start early season. Every time I watch a Bengals game, it just seems like a well-oiled offense, just dinking and dunking down the field. They hit Chase on a comeback where he has like seven yards of separation. Yeah, I don't I, know. I would agree. Uh, I honestly think the Bengals outright win this, so I would yeah, take that too. five and a half line. The Vegas has been too high on the Bills all year. Yeah. All of their spreads have been ridiculous, and I feel like they do not cover that off. The Bengals also just have a defense capable of getting pressure to affect Josh Allen. True. Like both, of the, if the Bills want a chance to win this game, you better hope your defensive line shows up. Yes, I. And even that sometimes that. doesn't matter in Cincinnati, just like Tennessee last year. But yeah, <laughs> they had nine sacked Joe Burrow nine times, and the Bengals still somehow won. I just think the Bengals are hotter, and that they have a little bit more juice coming into this game. Yeah. yeah. And our final game. Look, Ryan, did you make a pick? Um, I mean, I I would probably say we won't crucify four is, you. Four is a lot. But also, a like, I'd like to think the 49ers win this game. I I would probably say the Niners will cover. We're talking about Bengals Bills. Oh, Bengals yeah, Bills. Yeah, we didn't get you a pick for Bengals well, Bills. Well, I mean, yeah, I I would probably also roll Bengals. Yeah, I would say they. Even, I mean, I think they win this game. Even so. if you think Buffalo wins this game, five and a half is a large spread for a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. You for know, two the, teams that are really legitimately contenders. Since they drafted him, the Bengals have never lost a game that Jamar Chase played by more than three. Okay, so yeah, Bengals spread. Yeah, let's, exactly, take, let's exactly. take Bengals spread. <laughs> this, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I was looking at that earlier today. Um, then last game, we'll let Ryan take it away with this one. Yeah. Cowboys 49ers. He I mean, already gave you. A spread I did. Pick. I did just give you my spread pick. I don't know. This is an interesting game. I mean, maybe you guys disagree, but I feel like most people would say these are the two best defenses in the league. Probably. For the most part. Give or take. Statistically, that's what most have said. Um, I'm fine with that opinion. Disruptive, I, probably. Yeah. Both of them have similarly efficient offenses. They run very different schemes. But, I, I mean, this game very well could be under 20 points on both sides of the ball. It could Possible. very well be... 
a shootout. Both teams are capable of both types of matchups. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it definitely worries me as a fan. I, I far from think this is a shoo-in. Yeah. I, uh, Here's the thing yeah. I, I would say, though. Despite Dak's great performance last week, are we all 100% sure that he's going to go in and play well against this good of a defense? Because I'm, I'm not. not. I mean, I'm not. On the flip side, I think this game comes down to a lot about how Dan Quinn utilizes his pressure pieces on the defensive line. Because obviously, Trent Williams is, is is a damn good blocker. I have I, I have seen him get like kind of walked back into the quarterback's lap a few more times than usual this season. And Mike McGlinchey's kind of a liability on the right side. So yes. if they're able to like get if they're able to design blitzes that can get Micah Parsons one-on-one with McGlinchey while also keeping a capable pass rusher on Williams. Yeah. And affect Purdy. Like, I think that's that's pretty big. Not if you make mention. Purdy's jersey dirty, I think this game is pretty close. Yeah. If he's upright, shown from clean pockets to wide open 49ers receivers all game, I don't think this is close. Another, another thing with that is, I mean, if you have Parsons coming at you from your right, Mike McFloppy's already on his back on the ground. <laughs> Parsons is running straight at Purdy. We've seen his weakness. He ro- he turns around. And he rolls left. Yeah, Parsons. Feels like, if feels Parsons like he's is cough rushing up a ball from that two. side of the field, there is going to be pressure. Another interesting thing, matchup wise, is I mean you have you get a lot of Ceedee Lamb in the slot. The Niners have been hmm. running Jimmy Ward in the nickel position all year long. Could beat that. I would like to think Ceedee has quite an advantage in that matchup. I mean, yes, Ward's been fine, but he is. I mean, he's a safety. He's not yeah. used to playing nickel. Mm-hmm. And he's getting older. I mean, CD will beat him with the burners on. Do we think this Dallas offensive line can slow down the Niners' pass rush? Mm, maybe. <laughs> See, I'd flip a coin. If Tyron Smith's playing, I think you have a way better chance. I don't know if he did against Tampa Bay or not. I just... He, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl-level left tackle, and hell, even those haven't really been able to stop Bosa this season, so... No one stops if, I mean, if they want a prayer yeah, of slowing him down, at least, I think Smith would have to be in the lineup. See, this, is, this is a challenging spread. This, I mean, I'm taking the Niners by four because I think they just win the game by a touchdown. I would agree, but this is a game that I'm not shocked if it goes differently. However... But logic does say the Niners should If win Dallas wins this game, I think they win it with timely turnovers and just enough offense. Like, if they win this game, I think it's like 17 to 10. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I'd... they force like five turnovers. Yes. I mean, other just logistics as well. The Niners got two more days rest and home field advantage for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. That does make a difference <laughs> that is a... deep into the season. Yeah, that is a huge difference. Which I do just kind of feel bad for Dallas in that regard. Like, I, that's the, that's the shame of putting a playoff game on Monday night. Yeah. There's also a, a pretty large coaching disparity in this game. Between McCarthy and Kyle Shanahan, uh, and D'Amico Ryan's and uh, Kellen Moore, I would say I don't think we can. Do it. I think that's that gap is enormous. Dan Quinn's a great defensive coach. I think him and Shanahan could be a fun battle. But in terms of the other matchups, <laughs> I don't really think we can even talk about the head coaching because I honestly I don't think Mike McCarthy is anything more than like a glorified hype man in the locker yeah. room. I don't think he actually puts anything together at this point. <laughs> It, it doesn't seem I mean, like He has it. two very well-known coordinators. Yeah, it feels like it's Quinn's defense and Moore's offense at this I point. I would be interested to see if either of those coordinators left, how that side of the ball does. Um, McCarthy right. never had good defenses at Green Bay, that's for sure. Uh, and 
I mean, I don't know. Do we think Kellen Moore is that good of an I offensive line? I see a lot line, more though? negative stuff. I see a lot more Kellen Moore is holding the Cowboys. I back see a lot of he's propelling them forward. I mean, it's a pretty it's pretty damning when you see a lot of the Cowboys fan base. I'll think what you want about that fan base, but I don't think that they're that in love with Kellen Moore. Yeah, they're not. I don't. <laughs> I just feel like D'Amico Ryans is, might have that guy in over his skis. Now, let me tell you guys this right now. If the Cowboys win this football game, the winning touchdown will be scored by T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you will be sent home by T.Y. So Hilton. God, when, when I, I have am to, fully serious. As an, Hilton as an Oregon fan, home. when I watch T.Y. Hilton gas Amador Lenore on the outside, catch it right in the bread basket... Yeah. And I watched that guy blow two massive games for my favorite teams. I don't know if I could ever forgive Diamador Lenore. <laughs> Is Diamador Lenore going to be on the field on Saturday? Yeah, he's oh. a starter. Maybe they should match CD up with him a little bit. This feels like a potentially good CD I game. I mean, if they if they throw him on the outside, yes. I mean, Javarius Ward, very... I mean, I mean Ward's good. But... Ward's not going to travel with CD. They oh, don't travel. Interesting. So. Yeah, you might just get that side getting picked on I mean, all day. Last week you had Metcalf on Lenore just as much as you had Metcalf on Ward. Oh, I feel I guess because they had Lockett as well. It's hard to travel yeah. off that. But I mean, I feel I mean like they have Noah Brown. I feel like this is a week where you have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Gallup on the other side is basically a tight end. I would I could see <laughs> them. Ball I could see yeah. them putting Ward on Gallup though. I mean, that's the type of receiver Ward was built yeah, to cover. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think Gallup does anything. I think that likely goes pretty well. Got to attack Hufanga, man. That's who T.Y. Hilton's beating yeah, with that speed. Although they, it almost seems as if Ryan's is starting to just not use Hufanga in coverage, like, ever. That that's, guy is just blitzing every play. That's kind of smart. <laughs> I mean... That's what he's best at, I yeah, think. Yeah, his skill sets for what he's good yeah. at. It makes sense. So, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for all these games. I think this is gonna be a great, did great we agree, divisional did, round. Did we agree on every spread? Um, knowing us, probably. Ah, uh, so they're all fucked. Okay. We all know ball though. Yeah. It appears the Chiefs win in a blowout. The Giants cover. Buffalo wins the game, <laughs> and the Cowboys come in and beat San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> what a script! That is a script. Yeah, that is a script. They want their Cowboys. I hope you two are ready for Niners Chiefs again in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm ready for that. Fine. <laughs> I'm at, at worst, I'll be one and one. <laughs> I'd cry. Uh, I, I can't handle that. No, you guys will live. I don't really want to play Nick Bosa twice in one season, but uh, I don't think anyone does. Ask Geno uh, Smith. You did, how he, you how did he pretty well that. the first time. I think you'd be all right. We had Miko Hardman. He's out now. Chiefs <laughs> <laughs> for three touchdowns. Chiefs yeah. MVP Miko Hardman. But you have Isaiah Pacheco now rolling. What does he have? Three thousand yards this season. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Uh, he's right behind Kadarius Tony with forty-five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and to think they're going to give Mahomes MVP when Kadarius <laughs> Tony's on the I roster? Know. Give me a fucking break! <laughs> give me a break! That guy's got playoff experience. Kadarius for Tony? two playoff teams this season. Woo! Yeah, what a stud! Yeah, he's really learning all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Learns a lot from Juju. He's a student of the game. Student of the game, hard worker, dare I say crafty. By the time Juju <laughs> departs, Kadarius Tony and every receiver in that room will run a mean five-yard hook route. <laughs> That's all Juju hey, runs. I haven't heard any uh, scantling praise today. Well, yeah, because he's never on the field. <laughs> Sorry, he's the best. What a shame. Re- he's the best receiver in the league at getting slightly overthrown. <laughs> just uh, slightly overthrown. Yeah, Christian Watson begs to differ, bud. If nah, it, nah, he just drops it. 
Not anymore. That's Lazard's job. <laughs> if every throw to Marquez Valdez Scantling was half an inch inside, he would have two thousand yards receiving <laughs> this season. Prime Randy Moss. Literally, yeah. He's just chilling an arrowhead right now. I, I know Sky Moore's good. I don't know why he's not on the field. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up today's episode. That was a great time. The Cardinals did suck this season. Uh, we'll get we'll get to that later. Okay. We're gonna talk about the things we got right and things we got wrong at some point. Okay. There's a lot on both sides. But yeah. we can't gloat about the Cardinals. How about that? Cliff is gone. And, and Tennessee. Ah, that uh, that I, was a that was, I was a sneaky one. I was one. feeling a little shaky in midseason. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I don't they, know. I don't no, know they sucked. They do suck. <laughs> they do suck. <laughs> All right. Well, thank everyone for listening. <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed for the balls. Yes. Happy anniversary, gentlemen. Indeed. Rah.